Welcome back to Obscura Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. Today we are talking about one of our favorite horror movies, crossover horror-ish movie, um, What Lies Beneath, from the year 2000 by director Robert Zemeckis. I am Andrew. Who are you? I am Teresa. Uh, and this is 31 Days of Horror. It is. Yeah, we are. We are you're in it now. Uh, so if you like any of the ep- we, we have other episodes out this is our about our eighth episode so if you want to watch or listen to one of the, our previous episodes check them out uh you know they you know you don't need to watch them in order but uh if you're looking for a recommendation on a horror movie to watch during this october those that are a good list mm-hmm. um what lies beneath is a special movie for a number of reasons um it uh if you haven't seen it it stars harrison ford and michelle pfeiffer uh and is the wife of a university research scientist believes that her lakeside Vermont home is haunted by a ghost or that she is losing her mind. Yes, this is like one of my favorite um, horror films from when I was a teenager that actually came out around that time. It wasn't like something from the 80s. Mm. Um, And it's just unexpectedly good. Like it came out around the same time as some other not so great horror films and I think it got lost in the shuffle because of that um but it's a really good ghost story it's Hitchcockian it's very Hitchcockian there's a lot of suspense and thriller and Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer are really amazing actors and it's no different in this film even though it's maybe outside of the genre that they typically work in I mean big big spoiler right right off the bat Harrison Ford is a villain Mm-hmm. Is kind of amazing, and that he didn't do it all that much in his career. He usually played the uh, put upon hero or the reluctant hero, but in yeah. this movie, he's the villain. He is a hundred percent the villain, and he is terrifying. And you don't expect it at all because you're used to Harrison Ford being kind of the hero or hero adjacent, right? And and that movie does this, you know, a great play on the intertextuality of the way we perceive Harrison Ford because we perceive him as Indiana Jones or Han Solo or the hero and or the in like the fugitive like literally he didn't you know he didn't i did not kill her i don't care you know like and so when you're watching this movie there's like they play to that they play to like you knowing that that's harrison ford i mean not directly but they use that and there's like no way that he was the murderer and no way that he did this thing and no way that he was Mm -hmm. you know fucking around with his student and so and he kind of gets hurt, and he's vulnerable. There's one one point he like hits his head in the shower, and and the or like a toaster falls into the shower, or iron or something. A toaster. He he plants it. He pretends that he, or not. Uh, not a toaster. I'm sorry. It was the um, hair blow dryer. You know, he pretends like he slipped in the blow dryer, went into the bathtub, and he got like kind of electrocuted. And you know, he just like plays up the. I'm injured kind of thing so that he can right. use it later to like strike. And, and, but it's great because you believe, because he's flappable. That's mm-hmm. the thing about these, about horror movies is you know, he like, it sets up the world that you think he can get injured. Yeah. And there's a lot going on with this film. It's not just your typical ghost story. Like it starts that way, it starts very Hitchcockian and like, you think the neighbor may like there's yeah. some rear window vibes. Yeah, there's like sneaking on the neighbor. He thinks maybe the neighbor killed his wife and like the wife is haunting her. And, you know, it takes you in one direction. But the film, you know, hits a lot of different topics. It, it talks about infidelity. 
Um, it it talks about like gaslighting women and Mm -hmm. you know the entire film everyone's like oh poor michelle pfeiffer's character like she's she wrapped her car around a tree years ago and like she's fragile and she's crazy and this is all in her imagination there's no ghosts and her husband's perfect and it's really the opposite you know he has an affair with his student and then and and then the student decides to that you know this was not right, and so therefore she's going to blow the whistle on Harrison Ford, and he kills her. Like, yep. And then Michelle Pfeiffer finds out, and she she has know, a little has bit of possession, accident. and there's like a little bit of possession in yep. there, and um, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of good things. It's not just a ghost story. It's a lot about like a husband and wife relationship, like marriage, yeah. a marriage in kind of a grotesque manner and exaggerated but you know it's it definitely plays on the whole trust and infidelity mm-hmm. and it expounds upon it into you know murder yeah i love this movie too because it's set in vermont um it's it, and they it actually shot a lot in vermont too like you know it wasn't shot primarily on a soundstage a lot of it was shot semi on location um, in the Burlington, Vermont area, and that of course warms my heart because we shot our movie in the Greater Burlington, Vermont area on Lake Champlain. Like this movie was shot on Lake Champlain, <laughs> um, so those things are of course really special to me because they reckon I can you recognize the scenery, and you know uh, that of course is something special. Um, A fun fact about this film that always blows my mind when I hear about this movies with bigger budgets is. Like, they filmed it in Vermont in this real location, but they built the entire house. They built the entire house it's for like, the movie. Why don't you just use an old house? Like, there's so many beautiful old houses. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they built this kind of, like, bigger house on a, on a hill and, and uh, overlooking Lake Champlain. And, yeah, yep, they built that because movies are, are crazy. <laughs> the other crazy fact about this movie is this was made in the middle of Castaway. Um so they shot the beginning part of Castaway where Tom Hanks is a little bit heavy set. They he crashes on the desert island, has his first few days on the desert island. They suspended production so that Tom Hanks could lose the weight over the course of a year to look like uh, you know, the castaway character, like who he is in the movie. Robert Zemeckis made this movie and then went back and finished Castaway. Wow. I wonder if he was like yeah, I'm making this really big, like, stranded on a desert island film with Tom Hanks, but we'll make this little thing with, like, Harrison Ford, too. It's like, what world do you live in where you get to do all these basic things? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Robert Zemeckis is a, is a really good filmmaker. I mean, some of his movies are good, some of them are not so good. This, of course, is a really good one. And he just knows where to put the camera, that it's not intrusive. He knows when to do something super flashy with the camera, like that shot where uh, it kind of, in the last 10 minutes of the movie... She's kind of gotten the upper hand on Harrison Ford and knocked him out. And the camera like uh, dollies down and then and then kind of like does like what is an almost impossible move into the floor. Like it, and so you're looking up at Harrison Ford as if the camera's in the floor. Like there's there's no room to put a camera there. And it's like, how did they do it? Where's the camera? And it's like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I guess they had a breakaway floor is my guess. That's probably exactly why they built the house so that they can for that shot have removable floors and walls i mean there's other stuff though a lot of the film is set at least some of the scary moments is set in a bathroom mm-hmm. it's a really narrow bathroom and so i imagine to get a bunch of the shots they needed there's removable walls and all sorts of 
camera trickery. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I think that that's probably exactly why is they they the bathroom plays such a big role in the movie. I mean, there's number scare after scare. A lot of scenes are set in this bathroom. They probably wanted to build a bathroom on location and set that that, that they could like control, like a, a area that they control mm-hmm. completely. Um, Again, if you don't like water based horror, this is not the film for you. Mainly be- not because of like the ghost part, but there's one scene where Harrison Ford is trying to kill Michelle Pfeiffer by drowning her in the bathtub because he's injected her, or she he did like. Something like, like, like she's like does no control like she's like kind of paralyzed mm-hmm. like temporarily paralyzed because he's a, a research scientist he has access to like certain things so he like paralyzes her temporarily puts her in a bathtub is running the water and it's filling and up. it's just filling up and filling up and filling up and she's starting to get like the use of her leg back so she can pull the drain out it's just the whole film is just like edge of your seat kind of um suspense and thriller and yeah so like if you're scared of drowning in your own bathtub don't don't watch this film or the, i mean there's a lot of water-based horror in this That's um, true. yeah no the movie is great and it feels long and mer- like kind of like meandering at the beginning but it's all in service of this greater like you are in the hands of of a really really talented story and filmmaker and great performances by everyone on the cast. I mean, even the daughter who is kind of in like the, just the beginning of the movie, who's going off to college in like New York or Boston is good. And like every role, which just like works really well. It's every role is really functioning. The only movie that I think that everything is done with like a greater sense of utility is, or the same sense of utility is uh, nocturnal animals. I think nocturnal animals has a similar kind of like every character big and small has a, has a utility to the story no character kind of is is just there for just to be there everything is so in service of a thrilling narrative yeah and i agree i think the story is told so well in this film that every scene has a purpose and you know the runtime's maybe slightly over an hour and a half um oh, I which is long it's, i think it's, kind you think of long. it's longer yeah andrew's looking it up but it doesn't feel too long. You know, it takes you on a journey in the beginning, like Andrew said, but each thing is really important. Even the like red herring of the neighbor and her husband is really important because it speaks to Michelle Pfeiffer's character and like her mental state. Yeah, it's 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 two hours and 10 minutes, so it's not short, oh, wow. but it doesn't feel like it. It moves along. It's currently available, I guess, according to IMDb on Showtime. Um, but if you can get a version of it, for those of you that like physical media, the director's commentary is really, really insightful on this one. And it talks a lot about the decisions they made and, and why they were doing things. And um, if for the filmmaking people out there, I always stress that if you can get kind of an early 2000 level DVD uh, director's commentary, they usually was the period where they're actually talking about the act of making movies and things they're doing because mm-hmm. they hadn't become kind of like self-aware devices uh, like the director's commentaries are now where they're more about kind of promoting the movie it's all fluff and and no substance early 2000s movies always seem to have pretty good director's commentary like david fincher with the game that's a great director's commentary yeah i've been carrying this dvd around with me since i was like 12 years old (laughs) it's a good one um so i think uh this is a a great movie it's kind of been lost to the sands of time but you got if you can find it Check out What Lies Beneath by Robert Zemeckis. 
uh, with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. This has been our 31 Days of Horror, and I am Andrew. And I'm Teresa.